0: Hi, this is Damon Pistolka, host of the Faces of Business podcast, where we talk to interesting people about life and business. We cover their backgrounds, obstacles they've encountered, and find out what drives them. Along the way, our guests share nuggets you can use to drive your success. Reach me directly, d-a-m-o-n at exityourway.us or check out our website, exityourway.us for more information. I hope you enjoy our show. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us once again on the Faces of Business. I'm your host, Damon Pistolka, and I am pleased to have Andrew Deutsch with me here today of Fangled Tech. Hello, hello. Welcome, Andrew. Thanks for having me back on. Yes. Well, I'm excited, man. I'm excited, first of all, just because I know you pretty well and you're funny as heck. And that's good. Cause I, I, I wouldn't think that there would ever be a, a joke when we would talk, but there may be, I'm just saying. Never.
1: How Never. dare you. Am I your, <laughs> your clown? Is that what it is? No, not at
0: all. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. But, uh, so anyone listening here on now, uh, so I can remember this. Cause usually I forget if you're listening to us here on LinkedIn live, go ahead or in Facebook, go ahead and drop where you're listening from. If you have any questions for the guests throughout the show, just go ahead and throw them down and and we'll get them answered. So we're going to start
1: off, Andrew. Tell us a little bit about Fangled Tech
0: and and how you're helping people.
1: Fangled Tech is a full strategy-first marketing and sales consultancy. And what that means is that we help customers before they get to all those shiny objects, the tactical tools, the websites, all that stuff, We help them really dig in to understand who their customer or customers are and those personas so that they can build a strategy and how they differentiate to truly speak to those people at their model of the world in a way that none of the alternative solutions for those problems could possibly compete. And we convert and teach how to convert every touch into a voracious advocate for that brand. That's a mouthful, isn't it?
0: it is it is and I was writing notes because I remembered uh, I want to remember a couple of things that you said because it's very important I think a, a couple of things that I've heard you say this before that when you position yourself at, because of your unique um, uh, and I'm not saying your uniqueness and that's not the right word but your unique unique abilities or unique uh, unique offerings that you are the only one that can provide the right solution.
1: That, that is, that's, that's the goal. That. Well, it, it goes back to taking the old concept of the blue ocean strategy to the next level, which is, I don't know if you're familiar with blue ocean, red ocean strategy, but the idea that, that it's, it's clear sailing because you've eliminated the battle you're, instead of going to battle for that price market, you've created that unique micro niche where you can work. Well, it's also the other part of it that, that, that we explain as uh, very clearly, we don't say convert your customers into voracious advocates we say convert every touch because if you run your business properly even the people who don't do business with you can become advocates for your brand so so you know you've got this old-fashioned model of that sales funnel and and it's changed over the years you'll see it where well the first two steps yeah. are marketing and then the rest is sales yeah. and then oh no now with modern marketing marketing goes all the way through to the point where the funnel becomes an hourglass so as the funnel goes down, People forget what happens to the people who fall out of the funnel. Yeah. Well, what would happen if early in the funnel you discovered that you really aren't the solution for that customer, but you guided them to the right solution? They're going to be telling the world how brilliant your company is and how much they love you. This guy could have taken my money. He didn't. Instead, he sent me somewhere else, and I got great service. That's yeah. a voracious advocate for your brand. At the next level, well, he might have had to because of some internal business solution that the customer, your company has a relationship, the the other buyer's brother is your competitor, that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff. But if you helped educate him during that process, the moment that conflict doesn't exist, he's going to buy from you. And he'll be telling his buddies, you know, we're not allowed to buy from those guys, but you should. So it's every touch along the way. The fellow who pulled in the parking lot and, and couldn't figure out where he was going in the industrial park and asked the fellow who cuts the grass who's part of your customer service team, whether you like it or not, and he gets those directions, boy, those people at that company are nice. Another gracious yeah. advocate for your brand. Everyone your company touches can be if, if marketing properly treats them. And then the moment of purchase when people tend to forget about that customer, you don't let them go away. You've got the hourglass at the bottom where you collect and continue to nurture those people as their advocates now because they've been treated so well they can go back up to the top and buy again. They also can brag, show off what they benefited from you, tell the world, shout it from the hilltops. And yes. and those voracious advocates that you collect in that hourglass are, are so powerful for the growth of your company. Millions of voices speaking to, to your praises and growing yeah. your business.
0: Yes, and like you said, it's not just your customers. It's it's everybody that you help along the way, and show that you you care about their problem and solving their unique problem at that point. Every touch, every touch. Yeah, you know, I, I it's it's funny you say that because I, I I see and and I I try to recognize things like that, and there there are a couple. You know, there's an electrician up here that does a, a big one and a, and a plumbing company, roofing company. There's a few that just rise above the others. And like, for example, the plumbing company, I just love their example. And they're even in their television commercials. They go to the point that, you know, a everybody's in a uniform, dressed good. And of course, they do on television. But I've asked, too, and I've, I've said they said it's that way in the field they come to the door they're very they're very respectful they put booties on even if it's nice out doesn't matter if it's wet booties on when they go to work they lay down a nice mat that covers the floor even if it's a granite floor they don't care what they're on and they do that and then you know speaking to the people and how they talk to them all the way in and out makes such a huge difference and and like you said it's throughout the entire organization, you had the example of the the person mowing a lawn given directions, that can be the person that converts a customer or potential customer into a buyer or that voracious advocate.
1: Absolutely. You know, using your model, if, if we were going to take a step back on that and we're going to do research, uh, talking to potential customers of plumbing companies and you want to know <clears throat> what is it about a plumbing company that would make you want to hire them? And of course, there's they're available in emergency, might be one. There's there the plumbing companies are talking about my guys have this much training, they do this and that. If you dug in and really understood the motivation structure, strategies of the personas of people who hire plumbers, one of the things that you'll find out is they want people that will come in their home and treat it with respect. They yes. want somebody that 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 they can feel comfortable that when they're in the house, they're they're safe, they're secure, they're clean. There's a lot of things that you would find out. And as you test those against the market, you can figure out which two or three of those matter the most. Mm-hmm. I would I would propose that you could promote a plumbing company without ever discussing the equipment on their truck, the training, mm-hmm. based on the level of service. Uh, there's, 20, there's plumbing companies who did research and turned out that people wanted to know that they could have them. There's a company, I think it's called Eight Hour Plumbing. They guarantee they'll have somebody at your house within eight hours. That was a value that a benefit that people, gosh, if my house is flooded, if I can't use my toilet, if I can't take a shower, I'll, I'll pay anything to get someone here within eight hours. So that, that was a value prop that, that, that helped them create the advocates for their brand. So, so all, all of those things have to do with truly understanding the personas of the people, what they value. And then you as a company, what are the things that you can do? That actually differentiate you from all of the alternatives. I don't talk about competitors; I talk about alternatives, which I'll define in a second. But you know, the, the idea is how can I solve their problem in a way that matters to them? That's different than what any alternative to that solution could be. Because you know what an alternative to the plumber the plumber is Home Depot. Yeah, uh, B- Billy's uncle who used to fix stuff. Is yeah, an alternative.
0: the handyman uh,
1: down the street. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, selling the darn house is an alternative. Yeah. There's millions yeah. of things besides plumbers yeah. that people could call yeah, when they get sick. Sure. So, yeah. so if you if you understand what those people are looking for, what are the values? What are the pains? What are the challenges? The desires they have to be solved? How you can solve them in a way that separates you from all the alternatives out there and speak to it that way? It matters. Mm-hmm. So. If, if you're a, a typical uh, non-technical non, you know someone who doesn't know how to fix stuff, man, woman, otherwise in a home, and you go on and you look and they say, we have state of the art equipment. We've, we carry rigid pipe cleaners. We you know th- this are uh, pipe cutters and this kind of stuff. All of those things are, are, are great. If you know anything about plumbing, yeah, consumer doesn't give it. They yeah. want to know that a guy's going to come in their house, he's going to be clean. He's going to make sure that he doesn't do any damage. He's going to make sure you feel secure and he's going to fix your problem on a timely manner and not try to rob you with, with a high, high invoice. That's what the consumer wants. Yeah. So, so, you know, uh, we, you know, we've got more stuff on our truck than anybody else. who, Who cares? Home Depot's yeah. up the street, Lowe's is up the street. Minari, yeah, you whatever. can
0: get you can get stuff where you need to get that. Yeah. So though this is interesting. We were kind of kind of people may have thought we got off topic a little bit, but nope. I now that I'm thinking about what we're talking about, you know, we, we came to talk about the future of sales powered by AI. Absolutely. And this is something that was very interesting. You and I started talking about this a long time ago, and you had mentioned some things that are going on, but I think this is a really interesting thing because as as we know sales is difficult and it's really 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 getting more and more and more tailored to the individual and really Mm -hmm. being able to show someone hey damon i know this is what you want based on these things and you know google does a really good job of it there's others obviously that do but um based on your likes your interests is whatever and AI, from what you and I had talked, is mm-hmm. something that, that you think and have seen could really change the way that this this works.
1: Yep, and it fits. I mean, the, the reason that, that I went into the details I just did is because it, it really does relate to discussions of AI. So let's start with the problem, and we'll, we'll use uh, industrial distributors as, as an example, because there's companies like Granger, like, like Master Car, the big, the big guys, million SKUs in the catalog. That's yeah. their. So they they sell through. They've got internal order entry. People call, place orders. They've got the web, and they also have salespeople out on the road. Most of those companies have real problems that sound like this: new recruits, we got to hire a hundred of them to keep ten because the churn is awful. Yeah, experienced guys that are really making a great commission, they don't do too much. They they're already making their money, so they got a four hour, five hour day. They don't leave the home. There's great leads in the territory, but. We we call those the fat and sassy. We've got internal salespeople that don't know what's in the catalog, and they don't care because people call, so they never have the ability to suggest products. And 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 there's other other people, but for our purpose, let's talk about those three. So what's out there that could help all of them? Why why do the new sales guys churn? Well, it takes so long to learn what's up that they 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 cop out and disappear before they ever get up to speed. Yeah. So we have to find a way to help them on day one, be able to sell product. Then the fat and sassy guy doesn't have any, any accountability to go out and find those new leads and new, cause he's, he's comfortable with what he's making. He's, he's well above yeah. his salary and the inside people, you know, those are phone people who, who they don't have technical backgrounds. Yeah. So now mm-hmm. we start talking about what AI does. So AI being artificial intelligence, if we can go back and say, we have data for 20 something years on the purchasing patterns of customers. We can look at those invoices and see what they've purchased. We also know the different categories or silos that we sell into. So say for example, let's, let's break out the catalog to cleaning chemicals. I always use this as an example. Mm-hmm. So imagine we're an industrial distributor who sells a thousand SKUs of cleaning products into the janitorial space. And we're going to break it down to one more silo. We're going to sell to nursing homes, okay? Well, there's different personas within the nursing home world. We've got the uh, highly uh, ethical, we love the elderly. We want them to have their final days be dignified and comfortable and wonderful. And at the other end of that spectrum, we've got that jerk who, who recognizes that housing old people can make money. And it doesn't matter if they die because, you know, somebody else will take the bet. I'm being a little cynical. Okay. Yeah. So if we, if we've identified those and now we look at the product offering, we recognize they're going to have very different purchasing patterns. So we can take the data from say the last five years after we've classified every existing customer, are they this end of the spectrum or that end of, what, what customer type are they? And then. Through an algorithm that we create, we then can understand the exact purchasing pattern. What were the first three items most likely to be purchased by people within that persona? What would Mm -hmm. be the next item? What items won't they buy? So, So we now have that data set. Now I don't have to train the salespeople to know how to go through the catalog to deal with those folks. They'll have basic understanding of the product and the functioning of the company. But we can actually give them a two or three question besides, hey, how you doing today? To understand, are you a one, two, three, four, or five persona? And in asking those questions, the AI is giving them the suggestion, where should I begin? What's the highest probability of product? Now, the reason yeah. AI is that it's not some sales analyst who figured this out a month ago when you're using that data. Sales guy talks to the customer, offers those three. He says, you know what? Only two of those matter. And the next customer, the same two, the AI is constantly thinking, adjusting, and changing those parameters based on the yeses and the noes. Okay. Same yeah. sales guy, just took over a territory from a fellow who retired. He's he's going to be horrible at his first stop because they're so used to the previous sales guy. He was a champ. Yeah. Well, the AI is saying to him, this is what the customer has been buying all along. These are items they haven't bought for a while. So you certainly want to bring those up, but also based on the probability They've only been buying these five items for the last three years. Every other company within that persona that bought those five items also bought this and also bought that. And on their first visit, they can start suggesting and broadening the the purchasing pattern of that customer. So that's... that that's just the beginning of it.
0: Yeah. And that's that's really something. And I'm gonna stop just for a second because we've got uh, Chris Webb's been weighing in on here. I think he did actually when we were talking about the plumbers, is is the big difference is us. People forget value comes from the person and their way of uh execution, is what he meant. He had a subsequent majesty. But he, he's right. Absolutely. It's right. And it's it and in and you know, in the in terms of that plumbing example, it's taking the time to make sure that 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 plumber, that person mowing the lawn, the the people that are sweeping the floor in a place, as well as the people that are in accounting or engineering, understand that they're all part and they're all sales in the business. And, and yep. you you say that a lot, that everyone's yep. a salesperson, whether they like it or not. And they're, they're going to be good or bad, depending on what you yeah. do.
1: Yeah, we're all part of customer service. We're all part of the marketing team. Yeah.
0: And, yeah. That's, and that's the thing that I think that uh, really is is um lost or or understood by the yeah. better run companies. I mean, you look at some of them, and I, I, I look at this and I, I was past it again this weekend, Chick-fil-A, right? Mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A has good sandwiches, right? But I I I are they enough for me to wait in line for an hour for one? No. But that thing's got a line out the door every week. I go by it every weekend. And I think it's because they really work on their customer service and the way people talk yeah. to them. Yes, they have good food and, and yes, they serve it at a reasonable price and all the other things. But when you're looking at some things, that little bit of differentiator in how you treat that mm-hmm. customer is is why people come back.
1: Yep. Yeah. And and they are a perfect example of a company that knows how to create voracious advocates. When when they open a store, people wait around the block for, yep. for to be the first. <laughs> it's it's the same thing think about electronic companies like the you know when a new apple phone comes out oh people yeah. are waiting around the block <laughs> around the block for something that they've never even held or know if it works yeah they don't know if there's bugs in it they just they just they're advocates yeah uh, kid, kids that that are into brands like you know those those off uh, Nikes that that only they only make a certain number yeah and they have, you know they've created that value that, that they, they have to have it they have to have it
0: Yeah. Well, and you make a good point. I mean, my my son's going to be 22 now and he is a Marvel fan beyond Marvel fans. And, you know, anything comes out on Disney with a different Marvel based series, any of the new movies, he's watching the trailers and he's watching all the different trailers to see if there's Mm -hmm. little nuances that he can tell about the movie in there.
1: And, uh, yeah, these voracious advocates are all out there. Yeah, part, part of the spark that led me to the model was when I was a kid, just really into music. And there yeah. were certain artists that I was absolutely certain, no matter what they put out, I wanted it on the first day. I've never, you know, there, there was no place to pre-hear anything. Yeah. I would go, and the joy of going home with that jacketed record and yeah. opening it up and reading it and putting it on the turntable for the first time, having no idea what the heck I was going to hear. Oh, wow. That that level of fandom works in the B2B space too. Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah I, I'll tell you, funny about the years ago when I was was in the in the industry, many times I've had product lines that competed directly with with the folks at 3M. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that buyers in seven, eight different languages have said the same thing to me over the years is we're currently a, a 3M customer. Nobody ever lost their job by buying from 3M. And yes. and you wonder if that's something that 3M teaches their salespeople. I don't know. But you've I've got an alternative. We've tested it. It performs better, has a better price structure, better delivery. I, I'm not going to lose my job if I could keep buying from 3M. Should I take the risk? And yes. and, and and that fits that model.
0: Yeah yeah and that's a that's a hard thing to overcome you know and and when you when you look at it though and and back to the ai part of it sure i really think that the ai and the understanding that it gives that new salesperson uh really does in your example there where they're going out they're taking over in a territory you know if that ai is not there to help them They have to go research that client. They have to pull that data together. They have to try to put that. And even just let's just be honest 90% of the people are not going to do that. They don't. They're going to go out there. They're going to go out there and say hi. They're going to want to take them to lunch. They're going to want to, or or whatever. They're not going to, they're not going to do that research. They're not going to do that. So the AI is really giving that large portion of those salespeople Mm -hmm. a better first impression, therefore giving the company a better
1: first impression. Yeah. Well, let, let me give you the other the other two examples quickly. So mm-hmm. the next guy is that fat and sassy, hasn't been out on the street. Now the AI is tied into a CRM. When he gets up in the morning, he's going to be getting his customer lists and what he should be suggesting next. And he's going to be accountable for doing that. That one customer he never bothered with, he's got to offer product X and, and, and it gets him re-engaged in what's going on. The marketing team just recognize that there's 20 new nursing homes in the in the neighborhood. It will automatically be on his prospect list. There's going to be the initial offering and his accountability to do it. So now he's got to get back to work. And then the last one, you've got those people who are hired to answer the phone and take orders. Well, the AI is going to say to them, hey, they should be buying this product. Make sure when they place the order, let's suggest this. And same with mm-hmm. the web ana- analysis. On the web, they're placing their cart when they do their search, the search can be designed to show them products that would be in their preference and not show them things at the top of the search that would not be of interest. Lastly, yeah. lastly, go back to the person now in the in the office. I answered the phone. You need these four items. You know, I people. You, you should be trying this product. Can I throw a free sample in there for you to? Who, who sh- whose name should I put on it so they can test it? And all of that happens. So so the AI is this this. Sales uh, analyst who's changing their mind based on true data every second of every day, thinking through and and performing. Then you take all of that data. Now the marketing team is going to send out the sales flyer, okay? Mm -hmm. And I'm sending it to nursing homes. I can customize the order of the items and even exclude items. Like imagine you know in the AI, you knew that you had a place that was uh, uh, Islamic or or Jewish nursing Mm -hmm. home. It could reduce everything that's not halal or 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 uh, kosher off of that list. Yeah. But nonetheless, you're meeting people at their exact model of the world every time you're communicating with them, and the customer goes, "I love this company. They know me." Yeah. The AI does all of that in a way that now your salespeople are up to speed faster. The the fat and sassy guys are actually growing their territory, even though they haven't for a long time, because they don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. And, and they're making more money so they're not going to complain about it and your internal people are getting excited because they're actually making sales too and they're more of a part of the profitability of the company And we've seen where this AI has gone out and we've watched horizontal growth with existing customers in the first months 20 to 30 percent. Wow because that's what AI does and by the way it won't it won't take over the world because uh, it we don't we don't let it have guns. yeah yeah it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's yeah <laughs> never get used yeah. to the AI.
0: Well, I think, yeah, I don't think that would be a good choice. The, the, uh, I just think that it's, it's, it's interesting though, because it does things that we naturally are just not going to do.
1: Well, it's naturally going to do great salespeople have been doing it for years. Yeah. Intuitive guys who know their product line front to back, who know their customers, have all that experience. The problem is, by the time you're that good, you've only got a few left in your career. And yes. the new guys, you, you know, are you going to take that guy off the street to try to train the young guys? And does a guy who knows that have the skill set to to train? Because the skill set that makes you a brilliant hunter salesman probably doesn't make you a very good sales trainer. Yes. So the, the AI gets people up to speed so much faster. Um, and your your churn is going to drop. Your, your, well, yeah, that's what
0: I was thinking, too. It's It's got to make the sales job. I, I don't want to say easier because you're still selling, but it, it makes you be a better salesperson, allows you to be a better salesperson, not makes mm-hmm. you, but allows you to be a better mm-hmm. salesperson because you're more knowledgeable about the things that will truly help them yep. with their challenges today.
1: It adds your predictability. It makes you appear to be much more in tune with your product line than you would have been at that quickly to your customer. It helps you to to show the customer that, that – that not only do you know them, but you know their business. So you can start to predict what's next and what works and what doesn't. But it also gives great feedback to the marketing team, the product development team, because those knows what doesn't work becomes far more obvious quicker to maybe we need to hone this product line. Maybe we need to release it. Maybe we mm-hmm. need to, to grow it because it's, it's being this successful. Um, you know, if, if, if you knew in real time for example, imagine you were in the fragrance, but you got 20 different fragrances for for uh, air fresheners, and, yeah. and in real time you're seeing what's bought, what's not bought. You you then could plan your production that, you know what, when we run that that one, it it sells, but not as much. Let's not make as many. Yeah. So it and the data comes without turning your salespeople into darn clerks, where they're mm-hmm. constantly doing paperwork and filling out forms rather than being in front of customers doing what you yeah. or which is to sell.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's a whole nother subject. It is. But yeah, that that is. So what are some of the exciting things you see? We've talked about we've talked about, you know, you're going to help these the, the new person, you're going to help the help the, the fat and sassy experienced salesperson got their territory nailed down. You're helping the inside people. So what do you really think is the next thing on the horizon? past that for the for what artificial intelligence is going to be able to help us with in sales?
1: Well, the next step is through, through that learning process, it's really going to help with the future product development category ah. because, because you'll, you'll notice that certain tendencies, but you'll notice them in real time. So, for example, in that chemical industry, you've got really strong, nasty acry- uh, acrylic, what am I saying, uh, uh, ac- acidic and alkaline products for cleaning, and then you've got these new biosafe pH neutral products. So if you're noticing through the AI that as, as, as people are learning to educate folks and there's a trend towards them, you may want to eliminate certain products that are in, in the line and understand the trends based on that real-time purchasing. When, when you've got guys that are just selling what they're comfortable with, they never, you know, if, if I've got a customer who's been buying bleach for 20 years to do cleaning, do I want to take the risk? Well, no, but the AI is telling me that I should it's an incentive to, to try to bring them towards these these other products so there there's a lot of of things that sort of change you know who we are as 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 those products develop and grow that the AI helps us to to lean towards it also um, there's there's so there's so many different aspects of, of yes how it benefits um I mean just just from uh, the 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 ability to to forecast, uh the ability to recognize market trends in regions Mm -hmm. um you can look at it it can it can be set so that you know for example that customers use this particular product they have a 90-day supply they only have a 30-day supply of the other you should get in touch before a competitor can get in the door um there there's there's just so much that it can do uh to make you smarter as a salesperson it's basically your own personal assistant yeah you're right because predictive model than you do
0: yeah yeah and they're they're working 24 7 to help you be better yeah and and it's uh, you know you just think of the things that you talked about helping you get more relevant products and help them switch to more relevant products you're you're talking about making sure you don't run out of products um, without you know having to go in and do inventory just based on past usage yeah and well,
1: let me take let me uh, with one more one more piece of that so let's take it out of the the nursing home scenario We're now a company like, say, a Fastenal that has nails, they have fasteners, they have ladders, they have rags. Yeah,
0: tons of stuff.
1: They have everything. Yeah. This this AI is so intelligent that if you're dealing, let's say, with a roofing company who's been buying all their fasteners from you and certain tools, it can compare that to pages of the catalog you've never even looked at. 80% probability that these guys are going to buy rags. And there's a 90% probability that at some point in time, they're going to need a ladder. And it it can look into into areas within the catalog because that's another issue. In these massive catalogs, nobody knows all the pages and most salespeople make their money selling a small percentage of the catalog and they don't care about the rest of it. This forces the sales team to sell every page in the catalog because the AI is telling them to. So, you know, you who who would have thought that if you told him, by the way, we have truck boxes, Mr. Roofer, oh, mine mm-hmm. damaged. I need a new one. Yeah. Uh, how did how did you know? Well, I've got a 90 percentile chance that at some point you're gonna need one because my data shows me that. Of course, you're not gonna yeah. say the roofer because he's gonna go, I, I don't have time for that. I got I got roofs to do. Yeah. But yeah. It, it it expands into the in in the entire product line. Um, I, I remember when I was in the in the strapping industry. Were two pages that I made my money with, and all the rest of it was if it came up. Yeah, um, you know. So
0: you're you're so you're finding that
1: AI would have helped you be a better salesperson if you are still selling today. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. I, I and in the same way that I, I I talk about CRM, the day the day that the CRM reminded me that I hadn't followed up on a one point two million dollar proposal for equipment in Venezuela, and the and the CRM went, you haven't followed up. And I picked up the phone and called, and the guy said, "I'm so glad you called. I've been thinking to reach out to you. We got to make a decision today, and we have one doubt, <laughs> and and I need the answer. And I gave him the answer and closed the deal. And if it had to <laughs> been for the ding that came from the CRM. Yeah, uh, I'd have been, I'd have been. Uh, well, nobody would have known I didn't get the deal because of that, except for me. Yeah, but I got yeah. the deal. That's awesome.
0: That's yeah. awesome. Well, Dan Bigger's got a funny comment here. It says, "When are you two not on a podcast or live?" Don't you
1: know, Dan? This is what we do all day. We we just do this. No, yeah. That's, that's, well, that's well. We'll tell him. Tell Dan that if he, you know, Venmo's me twenty bucks, I'll shut up.
0: Yeah, yeah. We'll get <laughs> off. You Venmo, it's funny. That's the deal. We're trying to get people to pay us not to be on. Yeah. But uh, but no, it's uh, that that I just I'm in. I'm really just just awed by the the thought of what this could do in in so many different areas. Uh, You know, and this is sales being just one. And I look at there's there's so many others where I've talked Mm -hmm. to people about using AI and in maintenance and AI. And, you know, when you look at a complex piece of equipment and there are so many different possibilities of what's wrong, but you, you know, it doesn't matter. Even like in Dan's case, in an injection molding machine, right? There's a lot of different things that go wrong in one of those things. But if your AI, if you could pull up an AI application that knew that machine, and you said, "This is what it's doing," and it just ran you right through the things, you know, it's it's yeah, uh, so incredible what these these things can yep. do now.
1: Well, where where the software becomes AI is when it's in real time thinking and making adaptations to benefit the outcome that you desire.
0: That's yeah. when. It, that's
1: when it's an intelligence. When it's that's just true. a base of you know troubleshooting. If you if it does this, it'll do this. When it's an if then, it's not really. Oh, good point. Good yeah. point. Yeah. So so you know one of the things in in the manufacturing process there are there are complex AIs even in 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 the retail world that are every moment of every day evaluating whether it's a supermarket, a clothing store, or otherwise what's going on and off the shelf that's constantly creating what that purchasing pattern is going to be for replacement going forward, because it's constantly looking at what's happening regionally. And in that same AI could say, based on what we're seeing, we've been keeping inventory in Seattle and certain inventory in Los Angeles. And we're already seeing this trend and we start to shift that inventory because we need more here and less there. So there's lots of, lots of ways that it can work. and, And what it does is it replaces that sales analyst who's brilliant, but, Gives you a a moment in time to work from that's already out of date by the time you take it to the field in in, in highly volatile markets.
0: That's true because it can change it in real time. Like yep. you said, as soon as it says do this, then it's moving product or doing whatever it needs to do. Yeah, that's something, and that's a good that's a good distinction with AI as it's making the decisions in real time based on your data.
1: Yep, the um, nos are just as important as the s's That is for sure. Yep, that is for sure. Yeah. So this, it's
0: been awesome having you talk, uh, Andrew. I just, this is an enthralling topic for me. It's just, I, I'm so excited about to see what this kind of stuff does because in sales and and especially in B2B sales, there's, uh, and these large SKU type sales where this could really yeah. be applicable. Um, yeah. It's really something.
1: Yeah. Anybody out there who has uh, a distribution company that has, over 200 into the thousands and millions of SKUs that that has at least 15 20 people involved in the sales process whether it's customer service sales inside sales otherwise this AI solution that we're working with we've we have yet to see a solution where we don't see significant growth out of the box wow and and you know we 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 would love to to sit down with some of these bigger players like the the you know and all zorro Granger and that because we 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 know that this solution would completely turn their business upside down in a positive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I got one question because I work in this space a lot. Do you think that this would work with large SKU e-commerce
1: sales? Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean that you don't have the traditional salesperson. People are helping themselves, but you could still do the same sort of recommendations based on the customer.
1: Well, let's, let's talk about big box uh, stores like Home Depot, Lowe's, Menards. Yeah. So it used to be you went in and you bought a gas grill, and then you, you go back on the website and they're, they knew you bought a gas grill. They're suggesting gas grills. Yeah. I, I, I kind of have one. Yes. And then they got to thinking with with their their solution. Well, we know they have one. What do people who buy gas, gas grills buy? They'll buy spatulas, they'll buy covers, maybe deck furniture, things like that. Well, if they were to incorporate what we do with AI within – Home Depot website, they would compare by who you are, all of the other items. And it may be that people who buy gas grills also uh, have an 80% chance that, that they're going to remodel their bathroom. I'm pulling that out of the yeah, yeah. And, and the sales flyers would, would show that. Also, the AI would keep understanding what you've purchased and what the life cycle of those items are. So if the typical life cycle of a refrigerator is 12 years, about 11 years in... They're going to start with their AI knowing that you're probably up for replacement. Um, yeah. But, but there's, there's so many correlations that you and I can't see mm-hmm. that AI can see because it's looking at all of the data all of the time and adjusting based on what's happening. Yeah. So yeah. And there, That's have, amazing. It's, it's just amazing. It's amazing and, when you think and about it. will it's your search too. So that the stuff that meets, if you're a guy who always buys the premium brands, when you do your search it's not going to show you the generics. If you're uh, a guy who's always a price shopper, they're they're going to show you what you like first and then the step up. Based on how the AI structures based on who you are, what you bought in the past and how you compare to other people who've had similar purchasing patterns.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's that's something. Yep. That's something. That's something. Well, Andrew, what have I not asked you that I should ask you about the
1: solution? I know it is. I'm using
0: it on you, man, because you use it and it's a great question.
1: <laughs> That's my question, you
0: <laughs> IP, question IP, Stealer.
1: IP thief.
0: <laughs> I'm just I I heard it from your the one I listened to yesterday of yours.
1: So oh from the Fangle Cat? The Fango. Yeah. 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 It you know, the 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 question that you didn't ask me is. How do people reach out and find me to set up AI or to look at their brand and 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 really how to grow their business? Fangled Tech. you can yeah. check me out on LinkedIn. I, I link with anybody who's not trying to scam me with MLM marketing and bitcoins. Yeah. Um, and in in all seriousness, people who 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 have a need of benefit or they can benefit what what I do mutually. um and also we have if you go on on youtube and i guess we can put the links in later when this goes yeah Um, we will our our podcast is called the fangled cast and what we do is we pick a topic and find experts to have a conversation in depth about it um and all sorts of business related topics yeah i i take great pride in it it's a lot of fun and we've got some really interesting stuff that that folks could dig into
0: yes yes it's great it's great and and uh and interesting, and you find some really interesting speakers as well. So awesome. Well, I, you know, I had to steal your question
1: at the end. You i, knew know it was I coming. <laughs> yeah,
0: you knew I couldn't do that, I couldn't did.
1: stop without that. So yeah, that was gonna blow it up anyhow. So
0: yeah. Oh. <laughs> 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 yes. The other thing that people should understand is you you have uh, developed a, a a program to help people um, and explain this a little bit because I think this is helpful to people too. A, a program to to be more more visually impactful when they're when they're on live.
1: Yeah, you know, I I, I go back more than 20 years of video conferencing because most of my career was, was overseas. So if I wanted to see what was going on at home, I wanted to talk to my wife, whatever. I wanted to be in the boardroom during meetings when I was, you know, overseas, I was video conferencing. Well, when, when the whole COVID thing hit and everybody started video conferencing and thought it was new, I was (laughs) very funny. I was, I was laughing about it because it was just so natural to me. And then as more and more zoom went on, people were falling asleep, turning into zombies. Yeah, yeah. Can I share my screen? So, so we started to look at other tech and tried to figure out. So now when, when you're going to do a, uh, you know, like a PowerPoint presentation with what we teach people to do, you can jump into your PowerPoint and, and shrink down and boy, I, There's a long lag on this. So it's not yeah. showing there. Oh, there we go. There's my PowerPoint and you shrink down and you can actually present and, and, and work from this position. And if somebody asks a question, Although there's a lag, so it's going to take a second. I'm not sure what's going mm-hmm. on. You can grow back up and actually address and and talk to people in in the form. and and really. So what we did is we built a training program to use this open source software, so that you can you can train. There we go.
0: So yeah, you can train,
1: you can train folks to learn how to how to use this software in the best way, to be present, be impactful, and 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 do more interesting things in your meetings and keep the audience awake
0: yes yes i i think it's so that's so powerful
1: yeah look at that i'm talking to myself i don't You're know right. what happened with the lag yeah i'll be back soon. just
0: sometimes it, yeah i'll be back soon sometimes that just happens that's a good thing about live is you never know what's going to happen in there
1: yep yeah. can can you still hear me yes i hear oh. you just fine Everything's frozen for me. I I can hear, but I can't see. So it's a good thing we're wrapping up. <laughs> yeah, we are wrapping up. Well, thanks a lot, Andrew, for being here. And and now I see.
0: Now I think it's catching up with you. Yep. It's catching yep. up with you. So it's great. It's great having you here today, and and such an interesting topic about uh, AI helping sales, and and just the examples you gave are awesome. And and I think that that people, if they if they are interested in this, they should talk to you about it. And and really begin to think in different ways of how ai can help us be better yep. in our business
1: it's nothing so. to be scared of because it really is like having uh, a, as as our friend greg says a digital twin an extra set of hands your own personal assistant without having to having to hire one yeah yeah that's awesome
0: well thanks for being here thanks again for everyone watching the faces of business today thanks if you are listening live on LinkedIn or Facebook or Periscope or wherever the heck you are or anywhere else for that matter, thanks a lot, Andrew, for being here today. Reach out to Andrew Deutsch at Fangled Tech if you've got more questions about this. Again, I'm Damon Pastalka with Exit Your Way, and we're signing out for today. Thank you. Thanks so much.